dreams. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a wonderful show today. We're going to bring in expert Kevin Hull, Dr. Kevin Hull, and he works uh, with children. He's a specialist, and he's going to talk to us today about some things we can do as parents, because if you're like me and your health insurance is terrible, or you are like many of my friends, lots of issues are not covered by our medical insurance, and who can afford to pay $110 an hour out of pocket and up? I found some as high as $250 an hour. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just not realistic for many of us uh, to get some of the help that we need for our kids, or we live in geographic locations like I do that are really limited in their services. So, Rob, I'm really excited to bring some of this helpful information today on what parents can do with their kids uh, with respect to some of the challenges they're having. And you as a former teacher have to know that, you know, the parents play the biggest role in, in so far as their children's therapy. Well, absolutely. And also, too, I think even if you're not talking about kids on the spectrum, I think whenever you have a shift in um, patterns or schedules like we are right now, we're ending, most people are transitioning from the school year to the summer vacation, there's always that shift in schedule that kind of throws kids off. And and there are a lot of times that um, sort of getting kids a little more settled into a new routine and maybe they're going to camp and that's scary for some if they've never been. Maybe they need to go to a different daycare or babysitter during the summer months because of of different kinds of schedules. Or maybe just having the total freedom of, uh, of a vacation and not having any structure whatsoever, that throws kids off too. So all of those kinds of things, I think every so often it's really great to have someone like Dr. Hull on so that he can just give us all some some real guidelines as to you know maybe this is this is a good point or that's a good point well yeah and you know it's funny you say that about the different structures and the different schedules you know we have you know our friends back from Okinawa and you know they their schedules you know have been you know really crazy and you know we've got a new school system for this kid you know went from the Japanese Mm -hmm system and then to the military school system, then to, you know, California public school system, Um, you know, it's a lot of adjustment and it's an adjustment for everybody. You know, it's that kind of a whole family involvement. Um, I got finally into a good routine by May. (laughs) 
whistles throughout June, and we had something wacky happen here, Rob. They actually uh, closed our school a week early, um, our school district. And we, are, you know, rumor has it they ran out of money. Um, you know, which in California is not surprising, but um, you know, we were expected to be out of school on the 18th, and we got a notice saying sent home saying school's ending on the 11th and you know people went into all sorts of tailspins myself included because we didn't have child care secured mm-hmm. for the working families of course of course it really does throw a monkey wrench into it even i mean up here in the north when we have snow days it is very we almost have to really make a good determination whether or not to have school off right at the beginning of the day because getting the kids home, you think, oh, well, we'll just have a half a day, send the kids home early. Well, if you have an unscheduled early release, that means you've got to get a hold of every parent. You've got to make sure that there's some place that the child is getting off that has a parent there. I can remember one particular year we had a freak snowstorm. It came in a lot faster than we thought. And we had we had some parents angry with us because we didn't send the kid home, but we couldn't discharge those kids from our care until we were in contact with the parent and said, yes, drop him off at the neighbor or yes, drop him off with um, the the uh, grandma or yes, keep him at school because I will get out early and come and drive and pick him up. There's a whole lot of logistics that have to happen. So yeah, getting out a week early is is tough for everybody all the way around. I mean, the kids think it's great, but... <laughs> Yeah, well, but, you know, for most of the people, I live in what we call a commuter town, a commuter residential neighborhood where, Uh you know, there is no industry here unless you, you know, are a coyote. So um, everybody has to kind of drive back and forth with the exception of the few people like me who have the, you know, ability to work from home. And, Uh uh, boy, I'll tell you, it it did make a monkey wrench into everything. And it was funny because I, I... interacted more with the moms in my neighborhood last week than I have in the entire calendar year because everybody was juggling. They're like, can you pick up my kids from here? Can you take them here? I've got a doctor's appointment. And I'm like, you know, I have radio shows. I have to be here. And I mean, they, everybody was going willy nilly to cover this unexpected week because we only had, you know, a couple days or, you know, maybe a week's notice that school was ending early. Yeah, that's really tough. Um, does that mean that you're going to have to uh, start a week early next year to kind of make it up, or they're just going to uh, waive nope. the required 180? Or well, I have no idea. You know, yeah. we were told that our school district, because we the thing is, our school district's really small. We only have like five schools in it, mm-hmm. and it's its own district, and it's a large geographic area. And so we were told that they're going to vote, and it'll either start as early as. August 27th or as late as September 5th and you know some people already have their vacations planned the lady down the street they have a cruise they're taking an Alaska cruise and they'll be back on the third and you know obviously the school can't accommodate you know all these different schedules but woo, boy does that make for some heated poolside conversation oh my gosh I guess so plus it really there's uh, it, the, the teacher contracts even um, throws a monkey wrench in that too I'm sure the union is is probably having a battle over that as well it's it's that's what I I called a couple of the teachers that I know that live on my street who work in the school district and they said yeah they were just put on furlough wow yeah 
it's it's not easy. I mean, there's so many things that that have to happen to make it successful, and when one thing <laughs> doesn't happen, um, it really is tough. But I hope it's the beginning of a good summer for all the kids, and um, it, it's going to be a hot one, I think, for you guys anyway. We still, I still have my polar fleece on. <laughs> Yeah, my dad said it was 49 in my lake, and now you've got an 85-degree pool, and I actually keep opening the pool cover to cool it off because we are so hot up there. But today's a nice sunny day, 85 and sunny. Um, You know, this type of year, the weather isn't too bad. It really gets awful in August and September and October. That's when we get our 100-degree smokers, you know, where the the air is smoky. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, we we are fortunate. We've had a very, very pleasant spring up here. And of course, the, the flowers are all are all out in full bloom now. And it's really lovely. So yeah, you have to find the good in every area of the country that you are. So yeah. Yeah, it's uh, speaking of, of getting ready for the summer, I, I, I sort of a did you know segment, if you will. I, I found that uh, a comment on Military One Source that they wanted to remind people to check in with their morale, welfare, and recreation uh, facilities. They have great suggestions and equipment to borrow if you want to go camping. Um, I found this on our Facebook. It says if you're starting to make plans with um, with your family, but you don't personally own equipment or know things that are in the area that you happen to be right now, they can help you find the perfect campground, camp, campground and decide whether uh, or not to rent a recreational vehicle or tent for that campground. And they also, in some instances, do have equipment that you can borrow. So um, if you're interested in more information, I would say either go to military one source on Facebook. Find them on Facebook and like their page because they're always chock full of great information. Or you can go to their website and um, look at their um, morale, welfare, and recreation uh, page. They have lots of information there. Yeah, MWR, you know, they really do a great job. I used to work for them on a, on a, when I was married and had that entertainment company, and we yeah. were on the other end of MWR, you know, providing um, entertainment and everything we could, you know, for the bases. And it's so hard, Rob, because you have, like, this shoestring budget. You're, you know, yeah. dependent on volunteers. And, you know, I know that MWR gets beat up quite a bit for what they can do. But just know that, you know, from the cheap seats, it's really tough to put a great summer program together with a tiny budget. That's right. That's right. A lot of stores will do some things too. Out here, it's called Eastern Mountain Sports. They oftentimes have things that groups can borrow. And we as Girl Scout troops have borrowed equipment from Eastern Mountain Sports. Um, and I do believe that they have a military arm as well that will will do that. So I wouldn't hesitate to go and check in with some sport uh, equippers, if that's the word, <laughs> equipment. Um, people who sell those kinds of things, they may very well have things, especially for the military. But I think even if you're camping in your own backyard, you know, just going outside and the one thing that I love about camping is waking up at that cacophony of birds first thing in the morning. I just find that the most beautiful sound in the world. I like the coffee maker. (laughs) And I'm going to pitch a tent in my living room. Because I'm scared to camp out here. There's rattlesnakes and coyotes and mountain lions. So we just pitch a tent in my living room and call it a day. 
You have a whole different ball game than we we have maybe like a few mosquitoes or maybe we have to be careful with ticks and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'm take us to commercial break um uh, or you can take us to commercial break. God, I'm out of practice for being Either off. Either way, it doesn't matter. On the other side of the break, we have Dr. Kevin Hull, PhD. He's a clinical counselor specializing in work with children, adolescents, and families. He's the author of Computer Video Games as a Play Therapy Tool. That is so fascinating. And then we have Play Therapy and Asperger's Syndrome, helping children and adolescents connect, grow, and heal through the art of play. There's an awful a lot to be said for play and we're going to have Dr. Hull tell us all about it right after this break on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Hey, kids. Do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? It's time to uncover the inspired team leader within you. Overcome the challenges of hidden agendas and miscommunications that create stress and a lack of productivity. Project management expert Norm Prevost and connection expert Heather Hansen O'Neill will provide you with a consistent infusion of inspiration and team strategies. In addition, your hosts will invite knowledgeable leaders to inject different viewpoints, situations, and solutions for an all-encompassing perspective on achieving winning team performance. Spend one hour each Friday transforming your mindset and increasing your skills. The Inspired Team Leader Show, your path to innovative ideas and action items you can implement today to create a more productive team and feel amazing in your role. The Inspired Team Leader Show, heard every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time on ABRN, the all-business radio network. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help the sound, put your name at the top of his list, and the Statue of Liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Hey, military moms, this is Sandra Beck, and as promised, we've got Dr. Kevin Hull coming up. But before we do, Robin, we have a quick special guest here who would like to introduce himself. Who do we have on the air with us today? Zach. And how old are you, Zach? Seven years old. And what do you like to do best in the world? Play video games. And what video games do you play? Pokemon. Pokemon. And what, what about you, Robin? Do you like video games? I do. Well, I'm a Mario guy, guy person. I really like playing Mario. <laughs> I like Mario too, but I do like you? Pokemon more. Well, you're going to have to give me some, some um, f- tips on, on Pokemon because I'm not very good at that. I don't always know quite where to jump and where to go. So you'll have to give me some tips on that. Sounds nice because I know how to play very well. <laughs> Okay, so we are going to talk today about play therapy. How does play therapy sound to you? What does that mean? What do you think? What does it mean? Do we get to play and we get to learn things at the same time? Does that sound good? Uh, I don't know. No, you don't know? Okay, well, how about we bring on Dr. Kevin Hull because he might know something you don't. Sound like a plan? No. No? (laughs) Okay. Well, all right. He doesn't want to. He wants to stay and talk on the air. Bye. Um, but when you talk about juggling, you know, home and parents and work, you know, I'm juggling two kids. I could not find a babysitter to save my life. So, you know, we're doing double duty over here. Uh, but you know, the thing that's different from my generation, Rob, and your generation is this whole video game thing. I mean, we didn't have, we didn't even have cable until I was like 16 years old. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a whole new realm um, of things that are going on with today's kids. Oh, absolutely. We didn't even have color TV until I was in the fourth grade. Yes, I'm so excited that Dr. Kevin Hall can talk to us today about, you know, play therapy, about some of these things, you know, because parents like me, you know, we're strapped for time, we don't have any money, our kids want to be glued to the tube playing video games or watching Spongebob, and, you know, what I'm learning from Dr. Kevin Hall is that this isn't necessarily a bad thing, and if we join in, we can make a difference. So before I grab any more, I'm going to introduce Dr. Kevin Hall, and welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Sandra. It's nice to have you back. So we had an introduction by Zach, did a cameo, talked about video games. Yeah, Zach was great. Wasn't he, though? He's he's got some stage presence for seven years old. Yeah, a lot of enthusiasm. A lot of enthusiasm. Things are so different today, Kevin. Where do we begin? I mean, so many of our families in the military are scattered all over. Services may or may not be available. If they are available for our kids when they're struggling with things, they may or may not be covered by our insurance. It's we got a mess. We got a mess in Maple Leaf Garden. Yeah, and I I really want to talk today to those uh, parents, um, moms, dads who are feeling like you said at the top of the hour. You know, my my child might need some extra help or maybe they're struggling with something and yet I can't find a professional. It's too expensive. And for those parents who are just feeling lost, I I just want to re-emphasize today how their relationship with their child through play can really help. And, um, you know, we're a culture of experts. We we always want to find the expert and, you know, just think of how um, when you're a mom 
you know, you get pregnant and the, the first book you grab is what to expect while you're expecting. And you read the book and you reread it. And then someone gives you another book on the first year of life. And then, you know, and we're always chasing these experts' opinions. And yet in our culture, we don't sit back and rest in the fact that, wait a minute, people have raised children for thousands of years. <laughs> you know, a mother's intuition, um, a father's ability to teach his child, those things are built into us, yet in American culture, we tend to ignore that or we doubt uh, where our intuition can lead us. And so I really want to reassure those parents out there that if we make a little bit of effort and a little bit of time and space and join our children in play, uh, there's a lot of benefit. I think that's probably a magic word is that our culture these days this in this day and age does give us sort of a um, a guilt trip because if we're not either overdoing it at at our jobs and trying to succeed or we're not keeping up with whatever um, society's expecting of us whether it be pitching it at um, at extracurricular things or or other volunteer type things we're almost right. feeling guilty we didn't keep up and what the most important thing is to carve that hour maybe if that's all we can do and say that's going to be time for the kids that's going to be me sitting down and reading a book with them or that's going to be me sitting down and having them teach me how to go through that next stage in Pokemon which I have sat with my son many a times when I couldn't get through a, a stage and I didn't know how to get to the next world or whatever and we'll right. sit for about 45 minutes on the couch and we'll talk about it and we'll discover things but it always leads to wonderful conversation Yes, and if you think about any video game, I don't care how complex or how simple, the themes in video games are overcoming challenges, using resources to meet a goal, to um, overcome a goal, and work through problems in a sequential and logical manner. Mm -hmm. Does that sound like life or what? I mean... <laughs> That, that material right there, and when a parent understands the game that their child is passionate about, what it looks like in practical life is, you know, Mommy, I'm sad. This happened today at, at summer camp. Oh, what happened? Well, I wanted this thing, and this other kid wanted this thing, and, you know, he wouldn't give it to me, and I don't ever want to see or talk to him again. You know, and if you understand a game like Pokemon or another game that, that your child likes, there are metaphors within that game that you can relate to that situation. And the kid goes, oh, okay, well, this is just like level such and such when I had mm -hmm. to battle, you know, whatever, you know, Charizard or whoever. And um, voila, there is your formula. Rather than sitting your kid down and lecturing them, or, you know, they tune you out in five minutes or less. When you <laughs> connect with them over something they love, you have an application to teach something. And so that's why I stress so much, even for those moms out there or dads who go, I have no idea what's going on in this video game, which, you know, I'll say Pokemon is pretty complex. But 
read about it, watch them play, ask questions, let your child be your teacher, and it's a wonderful experience. Yeah, let them beat you. They love that, too, because I don't have to let them beat me. They just beat me naturally, because you're right. It's it's a lot more complex than it looks. Right. It is, and it's a lot to remember, and, um, you know, it's incredible to me, the kids that I've worked with who have a learning disability, yet they can keep everything in Pokemon straight in their mind, and, you know, even that is a wonderful way to use a game like that to teach organization and because everything in those games is very organized, it's very in place and it works on levels. That's funny because you know I've watched these things a million times, uh, Kevin, and I never I never realized that. You know, I just saw pretty music and, you know, cute little things bouncing around and you know that I would go and, you know, it was like epic mom fail when I would try to play. But you gave me a totally different perspective, you know, and the games are so different than, like, Pong. Remember Pong? You just think back and forth. I mean, you know, that you talk about, you know, brain-dead game playing. I don't even know if there was anything in Pong. Yeah, I know. And there's the one level where you could just leave your your paddle there, and it would just do it on its own for hours. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the corner, the bottom right or left-hand corner. You could put your uh-huh. cursor down there. Once you got the ball going, you could let it play forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so so I have a question with respect to, like, when your kids are struggling. How come, like, and I notice this with boys. Like, my little friends, you know, my girls, who, friends who have girls, I should say, their girls come home and they're like, Mom, you know, they start to cry, and, you know, the words tumble out, tumble out, tumble out. But it seems like with the boys, it's it's like a quiet thing. I get, you know, like, how was your day? Fine. You know, what was going on? You know, and right. you can tell there's something wrong. And then when they start to do something else, like go for a run or kick a soccer ball or, you know, play a video game, then they start talking. Is that true of, like, most boys and girls? Like, is that something weird that I noticed, or is that pretty much, you know, something that a lot of kids, like, that's a, a, a pattern of kids? Yeah, you're, you tend to see those differences in boys and girls. Girls are much more expressive verbally, not all of them, but in general. Um, and boys, because the male brain tends to be more one-dimensional when it comes to taking in information and giving out information, if you ask a boy a closed-ended question, and this is important for parents to grasp, um, if I talk to my kid with closed-ended questions, meaning with all I'm going to get is a yes or no, um, then... You know, a closed question gives little information as opposed to answering an open-ended question such as, hey, what was the best part of your day today? Um, What is something that you learned in history class? Or tell me about the friends that you ate lunch with. See, those questions elicit more information. So one of the worst patterns we get into as parents is just like you said, we pick them up. Hey, how's it going? Good. How's your day? Good. Kevin, we're going to pick this up on the other side of the break. We've got a um, commercial break. We're here with Dr. Kevin Paul. Back in a moment. 
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. It's not just time for a change, is it? It's much bigger than that. Can you feel it? It's time for a transformation. Will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life? Will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible, but probable? Imagine that you will meet guides, mentors, and trusted friends who believe in you, hold your hand as they point the way, and teach you to trust your own wisdom. The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe. Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage. Courage to live consciously, fearlessly, and joyfully. And then know, know all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life. She is here to help you discover, believe, and know. So join Gail, your spiritual girlfriend, every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo! Radio Network. Evermore, people have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Victor Frankel, the inspiration for the movie Victor and I. That's V I K T O R and I movie.com. And Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with host Mary Simaluka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central, on Toginet.com. there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And for those of you that missed the first half of the hour, you can check us up on iTunes. We are on MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. We've got almost 200 hours of family-friendly military uh, talk radio, so there's lots of helpful information there. You can also go to our .com by the same name, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com, or head to our host station in Texas, Toginet, that's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com, and hear this show and many of our other shows. And we have Dr. Kevin Hull on today. He's been a repeat guest for us because he talks a lot about things that parents can do 
when your kid is struggling, you know, with a wide variety of things, he's got a couple books that he's written. You can find them on Amazon. Just Google or look up Amazon, uh, Kevin Hull, H-U-L-L, and you'll find him. Uh, but what I like most about Kevin is he explains things so I can understand them. And we know, Rob, I tend to overthink. So having some clear direction with this stuff is always helpful. And before the break, we were talking about like asking your kids questions and there seems to be some gender differences Kevin was telling us like when we ask a closed-end question and what a closed-end question is is a yes or no question like how was your day dear fine you know if you ask your daughter how was your day you might get you know a 50 word synopsis if you ask your son he might just go okay so we were talking about gender differences um before the break so that we can learn, especially with little boys, and I can tell you this to be true, that if you ask a closed-end question like a yes or no, that's all you're going to get. Right, Kevin? Exactly. That's what I was saying before the break. So parents have to recondition themselves to ask those open-ended questions to not only get more information, but to make it normal for their child to elicit more information, which creates conversation. Um, and the other thing that parents often forget is, do you ever tell your kid after you've picked them up and gone through their day, do you ever say, hey, let me tell you what I did today? You know, um, we, we want our kids to talk to us, but then they have no idea what we do or what we did or, you know, and so that reciprocal nature of getting information from them, but also giving them information creates rich relationship. I meet kids all the time that have no idea what their parents do for a living. And that baffles me. Um, but in our fast-paced world, um, children are often seen as just, you know, we're, we're their managers. I got to get them dressed. I got to get them to where they need to go and then keep them alive, feed them, and get them to bed. And that's the thrust of my work is to overcome that and push beyond those barriers. I've well, said it a number of, oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say I've said it a number of times on, on this show and on Blythe Lippman's show. I would always find routes that maybe took five or 10, maybe 15 minutes longer to go home because darn yeah. if you wouldn't have a conversation in the car. And that seems to be where all of a sudden things would open up. So I would make a point of finding the longest way home. <laughs> Very good, Robin just so we could have those conversations and it didn't have to be long conversations. Just the fact that we did actually communicate with more than a grunt or more than a yup or more than a, I don't know, you know, that old teenage, I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, well and, it's funny that you talk about this, Kevin, because you said, you know, like most parents, you know, most kids don't even know what their parents do. I had 14 kids at my house this weekend for a sleepover for my 10 year old's birthday party. And Wow. At one point, I was standing in the living room. They were all in their sleeping bags, you know, lined up like little soldiers. And I, I jokingly said, one of them asked me something. And, and then I said, do you guys have any idea, you know, what I do for a living? You know, these kids have been in my house for 10 years. And right. the answers I got, I kid you not, this is a true story. Two kids thought I was a spy. One kid thought I repaired radios. And the rest of them just said I raised toys for Toys for Tots. And that was it. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is funny. So that's an opportunity to educate them. Um, you know, and it's through these conversations, it's through this, this deeper layer of relationship that parents can be aware of when their child looks a little sad or maybe something happened, you know, that they're not telling me. And that's where then going from conversation into play is so important. Um, some of the things that, that children, you know, demonstrate when they're going through something a little rough is they won't enjoy things that they usually enjoy. Um, their appetite will change. Uh, their sleep will be either, you know, not enough sleep or they're sleeping. They seem tired all the time, fatigue, um, agitation, grouchiness. Um, things like that, those are signs that my child is struggling with something. And most parents are good at figuring that out. Then they go, okay, now what do I do, you know, from there? And so, um, you know, the goal of us as parents is we want to reassure our children of love and safety. We want to teach them. And we want to be able to hear what they're thinking and what they're feeling. And so play um, comes into play, haha pun, um, with with this element of deeper relationship. And for parents out there who are going, okay, I have no idea what to do with my kids. All they do is, you know, video games. And, you know, you can join them. In the games, like we said, you can plunk down next to them, you can watch, you can research, you can, you know, use that. But there are other um, great ways to connect and play um, with your kids. And, you know, uh, art is a great way through drawing, painting, sculpting, um, a simple way to see what a kid is feeling or, or what happened during their day is to pull out some paper and markers and say, Hey, let's draw what happened today. Let's draw the lunchtime. You know, who did you sit with? Let's draw these people, you know, and th and that gets conversation going. Um, building is a great thing through Lego, Lincoln Logs, Tinker Toys. I have a set of Tinker Toys at my office, and I'm amazed <laughs> at how kids come in and they go, they say, where did you get these? These are amazing. And, you know, Tinker Toys have been around for 80 years. And, and Lincoln Logs, same thing. But they're always drawn to the um, world-making. Um, if you've got a sandbox, and I, I want to give parents this vision. You, know, you don't have to make some elaborate sandbox outside at your house. You can get a large Tupperware container from Walmart, get a couple of bags, of sand that's washed and cleaned right there at the garden center. Dump that in there. It has a cover so you can cover it and put down an old tablecloth and there you've got yourself a little sand world that you and your kids can just get some, you know, Lego mini figures or um, you can pour water in there. You can make it like beach sand. You can sculpt. You, and they'll create a whole world. And a lot of times when kids see that, they're like, wow. And that is another thing that can pull them away from screen time, uh, which a lot of parents think there is no way I can compete uh, with, with video games. 
So those are just a few ideas of creating avenues for play with your kids. I think play therapy has always been great for both parents and kids because it does open up. Kids are going to emulate something that has happened through the thing that they're playing with versus being able to having to tell you face to face. And I love the conversation that comes out of the little, whether it be the little guy, whether it be the, the duck in the, in the water pool, if it's the thing that he's making in sand and something comes and steps on it, well, maybe that, that's the way he's telling that there was a bully in his life and he needs to right. pull that out of his, out and doesn't know how to express it, but it comes out through play therapy. And that's where we as parents need to spend that, those few minutes and just be there and listen and absorb and, and it's fun to play with Legos. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. I'm like Everybody you, needs time with Legos and Tinker Toys. <laughs> Well, and I think it's interesting, you know, I'm going to make a social commentary here because, you know, I have elementary school age children and I I watch a lot what's going on. And, you know, I think, Kevin, you, you touched on this earlier, but I would like to really hit the nail on the head with this one. You know, we've got most families, at least out here in California, you know, we've got dual income households. So we've got parents who have two jobs or sometimes each parent has a job and then one has a part time job. And then because our school systems, I know at least out here in California, you know, they're not providing music and art and uh, phys ed anymore. So, like, I have my kids in soccer. I have, if my kids want to learn music, I have to give them private music lessons. If they need help in school, I have to arrange for tutoring. And then, you know, by the end of the day, like, I look at how much time my mom had to just have milk and cookies with us after school as hokey as that sounds that was our routine we'd sit down decompress you know we'd all tell her about our day and you know maybe we'd go to swim practice later on but but today I'm like you know when you were saying like you know you know just sit down and play with your kids and all I could think of is like during the school year with and my kids are not even over scheduled you know but when when do we cram this in and you know I don't, I I struggle with it, and I know a lot of parents struggle with, you know, the playing with your kids, you know, to me happens a lot on the weekends with me, but during the week, I'm so stressed to be able to sit down and play trouble. I mean, you might as well put a hot poker in my neck for all the ability I have to sit down and relax and enjoy that time. I mean, I will do it, and I, I, I schedule it in, but it's really a tough I mean, how do, we, how do we change that hot poker mindset? Sandra, we're going to have to pick it up on the other side of the break. We've got a commercial coming. We'll pick it up on the other side on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Are you? 
you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of WooHoo Inc. and the WooHoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woo-Hoo Radio Network. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, military moms, this is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we're visiting with Dr. Kevin Hull. And my God, Robin, was I running off at the mouth? But I got to tell you, it's hard not to feel defeated, you know, when you hear about play therapy, because it almost feels like, my God, I, I, I like have to be transported back to the 50s and learn how to be a mother all over again, or you know, the mother that my mother was, where she had time to play with us and time to have that. Thing. And I really want to talk to Kevin about the mindset because I'm feeling really stressed out and I'm sure a lot of parents listening today are feeling stressed going, okay, now i got to figure this playtime in with my kids and I know you're right, I know we need it, but it kind of freaks me out and I'm feeling defeated. So Kevin, what do you tell people, you know, what do we do? Do we get rid of soccer to have family playtime? You know, how do we make those judgment calls? Yeah, you're right. Sandra, that, that's a uh, big challenge uh, with families of today. And what, uh, what I tell parents to shoot for is even just 15 minutes um, a day. And, you know, some days, if you look at your schedule, you know, there might be Tuesday, Thursday, okay, it just ain't going to happen. You know, that's my, you know, the, the day that we have soccer late or, or whatever. But... Um, that somewhere in there you fit in, even if it's just a few games of tic-tac-toe, even if it's just a wind-down, um, you know, activity of 
a little bit of doodling at the kitchen table, something like that. Um, and then for the parent to look at their calendar, look at their schedule, and to build in some of that time. The problem is we let life live us instead of us living life. And we, you know, most parents I meet, they think, well, when the revolution's over, then I'll really connect with my kids. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm haunted by a story uh, Joe Gibbs, when he was the coach of the Washington Redskins, um, he said, you know, I, I finally, I recommitted, I'm going to spend time with my kids. And so it was a weekend, it was a Saturday, and it was in the off season. And he said, you know what, I'm going to play with my son. And he went bounding up the stairs to go wake his son up to take him to the park. And he was 17 years old and he had a beard. And to Joe Gibbs, he said, you know, that's what it felt like. All of a sudden, my the years that I could have played with them were gone. And so scheduling is important. And I know a lot of parents, especially single moms and single dads, feel like, you know, I don't have any time. But the truth is, we find time to eat. We find time to uh, make things happen that are very important to us. And so what we have to do is just simply make this a priority. Um, and so scheduling helps. Um, another thing that helps is uh, once the, there's an activity that the kids really like, um, you'll find that they are the ones who really want it to happen again. For instance, um, a few years ago, we had a bunch of hurricanes here in Florida, in central Florida, and uh, a lot of people were without power for about a week. And so what do we do when we're desperate? You know, we pull out those old board games, um, games like Life, Monopoly. And I remember keenly that all of the families that I was working with during that time, almost all of them improved because of that experience. They they had a board game set up and they played. They may not always finish it each time, but they had it set up and just kept it going. And, um, you know, that, so this that power need to be of connection and, and, um, and relationship through that board game, because a lot of kids, if you notice, they're fascinated by stuff that they're not familiar with, like Tinker Toys, like board games, now, they reach a certain age. You know, adolescents are a little bit tougher. Um, but, you know, um, I, my wife and I sat with my girls and my stepson a few weeks ago. We played Uno for about four hours. <laughs> and, you know, we hadn't touched those Uno cards in probably two or three years, but it was like, this is so fun, you know. And um, so those are just a few ideas. So we don't have to do one-on-one because this is where my stress level was going up through the roof. I've got, you know, two kids, single mom, you know, so we can double up some things, right? Like, that's okay. Like, like I need exercise and the kids need exercise. So, you know, I drag Absolutely. them to the park and I'll walk, you know, and we're not wired into our headphones so we're listening to our own music, you know. We can double right. up because there's just, I don't know how to get one-on-one with each of my kids and then how do we group together. So group is okay, right? Well, absolutely. And, you know, think of large families where you've got, you know, three, four, five, six, seven kids. 
parents can't divide themselves enough. So, you know, you divide and conquer, you know, it's, and absolutely, when I was a single dad, you know, it was, hey, we're doing this together. <laughs> you know, sorry. And uh, that's where the art really helped out. You know, one if one felt like painting, I would set up the easel and they could paint. The other was drawing with me and then I would go over and But we were all doing the, the, the art, even though we were doing individual things, we were together and, you know, and. And don't underestimate the power of music. You know, have some music going on in the background. Make it fun. Uh, make it an experience that's inviting. I have uh, the most wonderful memory, and my kids every once in a while will post on Facebook now that they're all adults, that um, they remember watching Ferris Bueller uh, when they were little, and that yeah. parade scene, and we would dance in the middle of the living room and sing Twist and Shout, and have the most wonderful time reenacting yeah. Ferris Bueller. But that would be silly, and it would be fun, and we would be doing it. And I think the one comment that I wanted to say almost into uh, to Sandra's stress level is the fact that we have to stop the mother guilt and stop feeling guilty for the things that we think we should be doing by either comparing ourselves to our mothers of yesteryear or to even the other people in our community or the other people in town. And we have to find out what's right for us, what's right for our family. And if it means only on Tuesday nights is the night that we're going to have a little bit of quiet time, then it's only going to be on Tuesday nights. And if we have to do the double up, other times, then that's what we're going to do. But we have to feel good and proud and stop saying we're sorry and and sort of own the fact that I'm doing this because I'm the best mom for my kids. I love that. And, you know, even just 15 minutes of quality time is better than a whole day of running around, you know, like a chicken with your head cut off at a theme park. Mm-hmm. And if you think back to your experiences as a kid, when you learn something or when you, you know, a great day, like Sandra was talking about just the little routine with her mom, you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't sitting in a classroom. It wasn't a lecture. It wasn't something that you were dragged to. It was when just things just sort of seemed to happen without an agenda, without, um, without a schedule. And, and that's what play does. And, you know, don't be afraid to shift things up. Um, you know, when you pick your kid up from school, you go by a park, just randomly stop in there. Um, you know, be whimsy and, and just make some things happen that are outside of the typical routine. But I like what you said, Robin, because so many, especially moms, you, you guys yeah. beat yourselves up. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, you know, Pinterest and Facebook and all that stuff is great. But I find that for a lot of moms, it just makes them go, oh, I'm failing, you know. And that's, that's a, a, you know, a defeated mindset right from the get-go. So, mm. yes, find what works for you. Find what fits for you. But keep in the mind that I'm going to build relationship, that I'm going to make myself available to play. 
That's our assignment for the week, Dr. Hall. We're going to play yeah. this week. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. We've got to wrap up the show, and I'm so sorry this hour flew by. Um, you are on Amazon if we want to read more from you. Yes, and I also have a website, which is drkevinbhall.com, and I post um, blog uh, entries there on all kinds of topics, and um, people can read about me. And then on Amazon.com, if you just put my name in, Kevin Hall, my my books will pop out. The one in particular uh, that I've written for parents is called Bridge Building. And um, I wrote that for parents of kids on the autism spectrum. But the same mm-hmm. themes uh, are in there for any parent. So I agree. I thank I you think so there's... much for having me on, uh, Robin and Sandra. We um, are very appreciative of your time, and we are so appreciative that you're opening up uh, some new doors for all of us. Um, Thanks, Dr. Hull, for being with us today. Well, thank you very much. Hmm. Next week, uh, Sandra, we have on the schedule Gwen Sullivan. She is the Director of Access for the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization. Um, it is the largest nonprofit membership organization representing hospice and palliative care programs and professionals in the United States. We've had her on before, uh, and there are so many interesting things that come out of our discussion with her. Um, so many things that make uh, a, a new journey in one's life um, a very qualitative one, and we really appreciate it when Doc, when uh, Gwen comes on with us. I also wanted to say a little hello to Fort Irwin. If you are looking for a battle buddy out in, in Fort Irwin, they are looking for some matchmaking. Go on to their website on Facebook, I should say, and look up Fort Irwin. They're interested in meeting some new battle buddies. And I hope all of you will find us on iTunes and find us on MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. We have lots more to come next week for you on Military Mom Talk Radio. And coming up in the fall, our 200th show. You're going to want more details about that. So stay tuned. We look forward to seeing you next week on Military Mom Talk Radio. 